This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. saying my podcast uh with your host jay robert uh good to be back uh took a i guess you could say we took a impromptu week off from recordings and everything what with you know the wonderful midwest weather that we've been having um i think the lowest i remember was uh wind chill negative 50 or something like that so i don't know how you people in alaska or all those other cold, the frozen tundra can survive in that, but it's not for me. Sorry, I'm a I'm a summer baby. I like heat. <laughs> um, that being said, I mean, it, it had a good week to kind of refocus a lot of energy towards the positive things going on, and and really trying to to dig deeper into uh, my passions for doing what I do, and and you know, making sure that I. I I keep everything that I say on the level, you know, because I, I would hate to be the one to misguide anybody or have somebody listening to me and, and thinking the wrong things, uh, especially uh, knowing that I might possibly have uh, a younger audience listening. Also, um, they're the ones I'm, I'm trying to really reach out to. So, you know, having that having that week off to kind of, you know, breathe and, and, and refocus kind of helps me make sure that uh, everything's on the right path, you know, and it helps that I have, you know, close friends that are always in my ear, you know, they, they listen to the podcast, they give me uh, constructive criticism, feedback, and I build off of that. And, you know, they, they keep, they keep me focused. They keep me going, you know, the conversations with them talking about everyday things. And eventually it becomes an idea uh, for an episode on my podcast. Literally what's happening right now is every time that you guys hear me talk, you're, I'm basically, uh, relaying a conversation that I may or may have had uh, recently and just bringing it into the realm of um, my podcast and sharing it with uh, the rest of the world. Because a lot of conversations that I have, they, they're very in-depth and they're, they're introspective. And um, those are conversations that you need in your life, whether it's with yourself or uh, with somebody else. A lot of people will tell you it's necessary to have that conversation with uh, somebody else because it builds on that that need for social interaction that we have as humans. It's a basic need. Uh, if, you, if you didn't if you didn't know, uh, feel free to look it up. You know, social interaction. Everybody wants it. Um, some would even go as far to say everybody needs it. Uh, I'll leave that for you to decide. 
But in the idea of social interaction, um, I came up with this, this, uh, this idea for a show, um, where I'm, I'm going to, today we're really going to focus on the similarities and differences between sympathy and empathy. And it's something that I never really took the time to, uh, think about myself until I sat down and actually did some research on it. You know, everyone always says, hey, you know, you got to be sympathetic or, you know, that person is very empathic or whatever word you want to use. And um, often people use them interchangeably. But after doing a little research, it's really I mean, they, they can be used synonymously, but I think it would be wrong to use them interchangeably. You know what I mean? Um, look at the definitions. Uh, sympathy is feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. That's sympathy right there. I mean, it, it sounds like you're just you're just there for someone that's going through a rough time. You know, you're, you're just there for moral support. You're there for a shoulder to cry on or, you know, uh, a ear to listen to or, you know, whatever, whatever you have. That's that's the idea of sympathy. It's 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 feeling sorry for someone is what it basically is in a nutshell. Sympathy is feeling sorry for someone. Um, and I think really that's, that's something that uh, I know it used to affect me, uh, but it still affects a lot of people. It rubs them the wrong way when they experience sympathy from somebody else, because nobody really wants anyone to feel sorry for them. You know, I don't, there are those of us or those people out there that, that kind of fish for the sympathy, but that's a whole different uh, thing. You know, it's, it's, Hey, I'm going through this and I want you to uh, feel sorry for me. And given your situation, if it's something that you put yourself in, the most I can tell you is if you put yourself in a situation, you should be able to find a way out, you know, but don't come running to me expecting sympathy when you put yourself in a bad situation. Now, if it's something that's out of your control, you get all the sympathy I can offer. That's, that's just the type of person I am. But like I said, if it's, if it's a situation you put yourself in, um, depending on how you put yourself in it or why you put yourself in it, you know, you, you may or may not get sympathy. Um, and that's just how I got, I'm speaking from personal experience and not even saying that I'm the one offering the sympathy, but I've been the one um, trying to receive sympathy. And, you know, looking back on it, I realized that I was doing it for the wrong reasons. And when, whenever you do anything for the wrong reasons, the message always gets messed up. You know, that's one of my favorite lines. The, the road to ruin is paved with good intentions. Yeah. Basically saying you may have thought that what you were what you were doing was the right thing to do, but eventually, you know, you're 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 leading yourself to ruin and destruction. You know, the road to ruin is paved with good intentions. You know, everybody can intend to do something good, but unless you know you, your actions are good as well as your intentions, and you're you're setting yourself up for a big old letdown sooner or later. It's going to come. It's called karma, kids. <laughs> you can't avoid it. It's it's going to get back to you, good or bad. Karma's not always bad, but 
for the sake of, of conversation, we're, we're looking at the bad side, you know. So that's simply um, empathy. However, empathy gets a little more uh, social, I think. Uh, empathy is defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. And um, that one right there, would you, when you really think about that, that's more, you know, that's, that's, that's sympathy elevated. Okay. So now I have the ability to share your feelings and understand what you're feeling. And that's mainly because when we're talking about empathy, we're talking about um, being able to put yourself in that other person's position and feel what they may be feeling in that situation. Uh, empathy, another a synonym for empathy is chemistry. We hear people using chemistry all the time, online dating. What's your chemistry? We'll match you up with someone who you have good chemistry with. Um, sports. You know, we just just had the Super Bowl and, you know, there was a good example of uh, chemistry in that. We had, you know, Tom Brady throwing the ball to uh, Super Bowl MVP Julian Edelman and their chemistry was maybe the best that the league has seen all season. Um, it, that's just how they click. You know, chemistry also affects how you interact with people in your life, like in your personal life, your family friends, um, spouses, significant others, um, you have that empathy, you have that chemistry with that person. So now, uh, you know, say your, your lady stubs her toe, you know, because you have empathy, you have chemistry with that person, you feel what they're feeling and it affects you just as much as it affects them. It's weird. I mean, think about this. You have, um, there are doctors who will, you know, take a, an expecting father and hook him up to a machine, um, make him, you know, stick to a diet of beans and, and other gassy things. And that that expecting father experiences what not not fully, but he gets a, an idea of what his uh you know, mother to be is, is going through, you know, what with the, the bloating and the back pains and, um, you know, the swelling of, of, of feet. You know, I know a lot of women have experienced that, you know, the swollen feet and the, the duck waddle around the house. I think it's the cutest thing. Um, <laughs> but that's just, that's my opinion. So, um, yeah, but you have things like that and you even have, uh, people that will take it so far as to have the man experience, child labor um, so he can better understand what what this woman is capable of doing you know I I'm a huge fan of mothers okay I, I think mothers are uh, some of the strongest people on the planet you know you you created a life you've pushed it out you've gone through the pain and you know I, I applaud you for that I wouldn't do it I'm sorry like I enjoy being a guy. It's <laughs> we're going to avoid that altogether. <laughs> maybe for the right woman, maybe, <laughs> but we'll see. So going back here, um, another way to look at empathy, uh, empathy is seeing with the eyes of another. I, I got this quote from online. I don't necessarily know who the author is because it was so good. I, I just had to write it down and put it out there right away. But 
The author says, empathy is seeing with the eyes of another, listening with the ears of another, and feeling with the heart of another. That's indeed stuff because it's really taking yourself out of the equation and putting yourself in the next person's shoes. You know, they all say, well, walk a mile in my shoes. Well, if you have, if you have the ability to feel empathy, I mean, you can theoretically walk a mile in that person's shoes and, and experience what they're going through, you know, see what they're seeing, feel what they're feeling, hear what they're hearing and let it affect you how it affects them. And that's where you have the empathy and that's where you have that chemistry with that other person. You make connections. Um, it's it's all really, really interesting stuff. Uh, sympathy and empathy. It's a lot of stuff that I didn't personally know myself, but now that I do know, I feel so much better for it because now I can use the words correctly in conversation. <laughs> um, sympathy, going back to sympathy, is also a feeling of care or concern for someone. Okay, it's a feeling, whereas empathy is an ability. Uh, when you when you when we look at uh, the ability, we look at you know it's a sci-fi phrase. Um, uh, people are often called empaths. You know, take empathy and take the Y off and put an S on the end. You got empaths. It's a sci-fi phrase, but it's basically a person who has the ability to apprehend the mental and or emotional state of another. Okay. Um, like I said, sci-fi term, but I've come across people in real life who um, would classify themselves as empaths. You know, they, they can feel what another person's feeling. They can, you know, they can basically read the other person's mind. Um, there's very few people that I know on the planet that, can do that to me because I'm such a nerd, you know, my brain's like Fort Knox, <laughs> but there is, there is a, a, a select few people that, you know, can predict what I'm going to do or say before I even let it out of my mouth or make the actions to do it. And those are the people I like to keep closer to me because the less I have to explain about myself, the more that, you know, I know they understand they get it. Okay. If I know that if I feel like that person gets it, then that means that's less work for me to do to keep the the relationship, you know, tip top shape. That's something that people don't really think about is when you have that chemistry with, you know, one person or a few people, you need to really keep that person around. Going back to a previous podcast, you know, is that person good, pleasant and useful? Well, if that person is, you know, in my head and they understand how I think and how I work. I feel like that person pretty much checks off all three, you know, but that's, you know, that's the whole idea of impasse. It's a sci-fi phrase, but I do believe that there are people out there that can consider themselves impasse. You know, I, I've experienced a touch of it myself once in a while, you know, you, you, you see somebody that's going through something that you went through. That's where you become an empath because you feel that person's pain. You feel what they're going through. Okay. Um, I have, you know, I have empathy for people that are homeless because at one point in life I was homeless myself, you know, um, the biggest thing that a lot of people have in common is, uh, the loss of a loved one right then and there. That's where you become an empath because you can connect with that person on a level that not everybody can, 
you know, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody on the planet that's not been emotionally affected by the loss of a loved one. But if you were to find such a person, you would you would quickly uh, realize that that person doesn't have the ability to empathize with your loss. They can sympathize with it. They can feel sorry for you. They can feel sad for you, but they can't feel what you're feeling because if they have never lost a loved one, they have no point of reference. That's really the, the, the big key in empathy is point of reference. Uh, so think about that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, and we're going to dive into some more ideas about sympathy and empathy. I've got a, an article that I like to break down from Psychology Today. It's one of my favorite websites. I love psychology. I love the mind and how it works. So on the other side of the break, we're going to dig into this article um, and see where we go from there here on Just Saying. Yeah. So we're just going to let this breathe one time. Shout out my boy Henry right here in the studio. Hey. Yeah. Check, check, mic check. One, two. All right, classic. Yeah, I could have never imagined that this here could happen. Went from the basement to 30 million just off of rapping. Young Sinatra, that boy that brought you so many classics. Ain't never coming with nothing less than the illest tactics. Thought the series was over, but we just getting started. I won't never leave this rap, no, I can't depart it. From the trap to the boom back, Young Sinatra to Tarantino, we know he do that. Cha got that flame, who that? I'm the new Kanye. When they was like, who Kanye? I got that fire in my soul to make these classics. Hey, I decided to write this letter on a private jet. Cause in many ways, it still feel like I ain't made it yet. For every goal I attain, I set like 10 more. But I had to take a break to write you, that's for sure. Take a moment and celebrate how we all alive. Had to write this letter here over a Nujibis Bob. That rapper sh- the punchline. This for every single fan that know every single line. So I'm saying thank you for loving me, for setting me free and letting me be. Thank you, thank you, for letting me speak my mind. I'm putting it all on the line through the sunshine and the rain. Welcome back to today's episode of Just Saying with your host Jay Robert. Um, today, this Monday, February 4th, uh, we're talking about um, the similarities and differences between sympathy and empathy. Something that, um, you know, having the, the last week off to kind of focus on everything is something that really stuck out um, in my personal life as well as in my mind in general. This idea of sympathy and empathy. Okay. Uh, before the break, I gave you the definitions, as I always do. Uh, sympathy, the feeling of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Basically, sympathy is feeling sorry for someone. There, That's the easiest way I can put it. Um, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. Now, this word is synonymous with chemistry. How do you interact with another person or a group of people? You know, that's the empathy Um what I said before the break, um, empathy to me is basically perspective and point of view. Okay. So, uh, I gave the example of losing a lot, a loved one. Should you ever come across somebody 
in the world that has never experienced the loss of a loved one, then that person would lack the ability to empathize with you. They can sympathize for you, but they can't empathize with you because they don't have any perspective on that. They only have what they've seen, you know, maybe it's from TV or, you know, going to a, a, a funeral to support a friend, but you don't really know the person uh, that shoot the funeral is for. Um, like I said, it'd be hard to find. I feel like it'd be hard to find somebody that's never lost a loved one, but I don't know. Maybe that's a, a something to put on the bucket list. <laughs> it's weird, but yeah. So before the break, I said I, I had an article uh, from psychologytoday.com, one of my favorite websites because I love psychology. It's just a, it's just a cool thing to understand how the brain works and and why it does what it does and why it makes us do what we do. Um, so this article here, um, psychology dot psychology today dot com, uh, published in 2015 by a Dr. Neil Burton. Um, he really goes and he breaks down uh, empathy versus sympathy, which is what we're doing here on this episode. Um, a little history. Um, Back in 1901, there's this guy named uh, the psychologist named Edward Titchener, um, who took the, the, the German word Einfühlung. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm sure I've got a German friend out there that will correct me or criticize me. But from what I'm reading, this guy, Edward Titchener, took the word, uh, the German word Einfühlung which means feeling into and turn it into empathy. You know, that's where you can kind of, you, now you're starting to piece it together. Empathy, you know, being able to feel what another person's feeling. Einfühlung is the idea of feeling into. So you're feeling into the next person. You know, you're feeling what that person's feeling. Um, and it's it's this idea of, of empathy. It, it goes from, you know, a, person in real life or a fictional character or any sentient being, you know, that's what this guy is saying. Um, and when you, when you really think about that, it'll really catch you by surprise when you, when you break it down and you analyze it on your own, like, take a second to think about this. When the last time that you read a really good book, you know, not like, um, nonfiction, but we're, we're talking like a book, like, I don't know, Mockingjay or, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey for all you ladies out there. <laughs> but you take those books and you and you look at the main character and you really start to feel what that person's feeling. OK, how many how many women out there after reading the book uh, of Fifty Shades of Grey decided I'm going to go out and find my own Christian gray. I'm going to start acting this way. I'm going to start, you know, doing these things and I'm going to find a Christian gray. That's you empathizing with that main character. Okay. You feel what they're feeling. And maybe there's part of you that has experienced something like that. Not necessarily all the contracts and everything. Let's not go too crazy. If you did do any contracts, I hope you got paid well for it. <laughs> but, you know, just having that, that 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 connection with the main character really draws you in and you know the same way that it would draw you in if it were you know your next door neighbor or a close friend you know that's that's why a lot of people really enjoy reading because they feel like 
it it transports them to another place where they take the place of the main character or they're right there beside the main character going through the story. You know, we go to the movies all the time and we see something happen to the main character and, you know, we start crying our eyes out because we feel bad for them. That is sympathy unless it's something that you've experienced. Now we're talking about empathy. Okay. Good. Yeah. Just, yeah. (laughs) So going further into this, this whole um, empathy versus sympathy thing. um, When we're talking about empathy, empathy is to understand perspective. We have to become the other person. Okay, so to understand the other person's perspective on whatever situation, whatever is going on, we need to become that person. And in order to become that person, when we're talking about empathy, in order to become that person, we have to have some sort of point of reference. You know, um, this person got into a car accident. I empathize with them because I've been in a car accident. Um, This person... uh, Missed the game-winning shot. And I empathize with them because I've missed game-winning shots. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, going back to the idea of uh, sympathy, you know, I love quotes. I love, you know, just, you know, give me the, 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 the gist and let me run with it type of thing. There's a, a quote here by uh, by Confucius that says, we should feel sorrow, but not sink into its oppression. Okay, so that's that's the whole idea of sympathy and feeling sorry for somebody. Uh, you do it too often, and eventually it's going to pull you down with it. I mean, how many of us have experienced that where you feel sorry for somebody, and next thing you know, everything is going wrong in your life also. You know, you're letting that that sympathy, that feeling of sorrow for another person bleed over into your own existence and now it's affecting you you got to protect yourself against stuff like that um how do you do that you control the amount of sympathy you give okay you don't oh you don't overstretch yourself you, you understand your limits and you you go there and no further okay that's how you handle sympathy feel sorry for somebody don't make them feel sorry for you. Okay. That's the trade-off. So like to, to under empathy is, you know, to understand the perspective of another person, we have to become that other person. Some of us are good at this. Like I said before, they're the ones that science fiction calls empaths. Um, they have the ability to, to apprehend mental and emotional state of another person. Crazy thing. Um, Think about this for a second. I'm going to give you something to really like mull over. Uh, I took a minute to to process it myself, and it was, I'll admit, it was it was very eye opening to think about it this way. So I, I, I offer you this to uh, to kind of think about and and, and clear your mind with um, is the concept of one million starving Chinese. Okay, you don't care. You can't care really care you can't really empathize with the 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 one million chinese unless you know one starving chinese person okay i'm gonna say that again you can't begin to understand 
the 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 plight of one million Chinese until you understand the plight of one starving Chinese. That right there really caught me off guard, and I, you know, but it in a good way. Like holy heck, that's that's a really good way to put it. I can't begin to you know go out and be a bleeding heart, something or other, trying to make changes unless I really understand just one person going through the thing I'm trying to change. Okay. That's why I got this podcast. Everything that I tell you, everything that I'm, you know, giving you info information about is something directly from my personal life. It's, it's, I'm, I'm just saying name of the show, shameless plug. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so thinking about, you can't really focus on the 1 million starving Chinese unless you know at least one starving Chinese. And, you know, think about that. It's crazy stuff. Um, then we go into the different levels of um, this idea, these ideas of uh, empathy and sympathy. And it's more than what you may think. It's more than just empathy and sympathy. There's a there's levels to this. It's one of my favorite things. There's levels to this. There's levels to everything. Um, first level being pity. Okay. When we're looking at empathy and sympathy, we're looking at pity. That's the, that's the beginning. Pity is, I acknowledge your suffering. I see what you're going through. I acknowledge that you're going through. Am I doing anything about it? Not necessarily. But I know that it's going on. You get me? That's pity. The next step up takes us into sympathy. Sympathy is... I care about your suffering. Okay. So we went from pity. I acknowledge your suffering to sympathy. I care about your suffering. You know, I feel some type of way about it. You know, I, 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 I feel bad that you are currently suffering. That's sympathy. The next level from sympathy takes us into empathy. Empathy is I feel your suffering. Okay. So we've got, I acknowledge your suffering with pity. We've got, I care about your suffering with sympathy. And now we have, I feel your suffering with empathy. I feel what you're going through. I have a point of reference. I have perspective on this. I feel what you're feeling. Okay. There's a fourth one though. And that one I'll give you guys after the break here on Just Saying. Be right back. Cause it's beauty in the strut struggle. It's beauty in the strut struggle. 
Yeah. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words and listen to my signal of distress. I grew up in the city and know sometimes we had less. Compared to some of my niggas down the block, man, we were blessed. And life can't be no fairy tale, no once upon a time. But I'd be right there if a nigga don't be trying. So tell me, mama, please, why you be drinking all the time? Does all the pain he brought you still linger in your mind? Cause pain still lingers on mine. On the road to riches, listen, this is what you find. The good news is, you came a long way. The bad news is, you went the wrong way. Think being broke is better. Life that's better than yours. Hey, welcome back to Just Saying with your host, Jay Robert. Uh, here, we've been talking about uh, sympathy and empathy, um, the similarities and differences. Uh, Sympathy, feeling of pity or sorrow is basically feeling sorry for somebody. You know, that's that's sympathy. Empathy is, you know, having a point of reference or, you know, um, you know, uh, perspective on what the other person is going through. You can feel what they're going through because you've been through it also. Um, I started giving you guys a list before the break of, you know, the levels of uh, this whole idea of sympathy and empathy. You know, bottom, the lowest level is pity. I acknowledge your suffering. Sympathy, I care about your suffering. And empathy, I feel your suffering. And there's a fourth one. As I said before the break, I'm going to let you guys know now. The fourth level to this whole idea is compassion. Okay? Compassion is, I want to relieve your suffering. If you go and look in the dictionary or, you know, hit Google search or whatever and you know, look for um, the definition of compassion. You come up with sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Okay. Sympathetic pity and concern for the suffering or misfortunes of others. And when, when I, what I take from that is, Okay, compassion involves acknowledging and caring about the person suffering, but it also takes it a step further and says, I want to do something about it. Okay, whether that includes empathy or not, the basis of it is I acknowledge your suffering, I care about your suffering, and I want to do something about it. I want to relieve your suffering. Um, compassion, uh, in the, in the article that I gave you guys by this, this Dr. Neil Burton of psychologytoday.com, he goes as far as to say compassion means suffering with. Um, <laughs> suffering with that, that is what this, this Dr. Neil Burton, um, says about compassion. It makes a lot of sense. You know, you see somebody that's down in the dumps or whatever, you want to give the compassion. You want to, you want to really like breathe the same breath that they're breathing. You want to feel what they're going through, but you want to get them through it. You want to help them through it. You know, and that's, that's a lot of things. That's something that, um, not a lot of people take time to focus on, uh, in this modern world is the concept of compassion and, and, and really breaking it down to, um, what it, what it's supposed to be. Like, I acknowledge your suffering. I care about your suffering 
and I want to relieve your suffering. You know, compassion. Um, it's, it, it's it's right up there with uh, synonyms, including uh, empathy and sympathy, care, concern, warmth, love, tenderness, gentleness, mercy, all synonyms for compassion. So when you think about compassion, think about those 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 other synonyms and really help you put it into perspective. Compassion, the fact that both sympathy and empathy are synonyms for compassion should say a lot. It, it involves everything. It involves, I acknowledge your suffering. I care about your suffering. I feel your suffering and I want to relieve your suffering. Okay. Everybody needs compassion at some point. Everybody. The world needs compassion now more than ever. That's for a different conversation. That's just how I feel. I'm just saying the world needs compassion. You know, it's it's a hard life to live without compassion. And until we realize that it's going to get harder, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm this this big um, political activist. I'm, I'm speaking as a human being from one human to another or to many other human beings. If you lack compassion, you're missing a piece of what it means to be human. Okay. We didn't start as, you know, these super advanced people that are stuck on their phones and, you know, perfectly fine you know, being friends and the, the, the concept of frenemies itself is mind boggling. We are a culture that has developed a word to describe a friend that is also an enemy. That's the, the best way to break it down. This culture has developed a way to make an enemy out of a friend and we call them frenemies. And we keep these people in our lives. But why? <laughs> go on Netflix, go on Hulu, watch, watch any nature documentary. And maybe it's chimps, maybe it's lions or whatever. They, they, they exhibit the most natural form of compassion. Okay. Animals in general exhibit the most natural forms of any emotion. I, I truly believe that animals do feel emotions. If you've ever owned a pet, a dog, a cat, or whatever, they know when you're down. They know when you're happy. They sympathize with you. And to an extent, if you go through the same experience, they empathize with you. Okay? Look at animals and how they interact with each other. You know, it's either I like you, come be near me, let me take care of you, or I don't like you, get away from my crew, you need to go somewhere. Point blank period. Why do we have frenemies? Okay. Le take a lesson from nature and learn some compassion. That's, that's all I'm saying. Just learn a little compassion. Try a little tenderness. Go Google the song and listen to it. <laughs> um, but he, that's, that's my, that's my take on it. You know, Everybody needs love. Everybody needs compassion. I'm a big fan of love. Love is, uh, uh, you know, I did a show 
a couple shows ago where I really broke down the different types of love and, and how it's exhibited and how it's, you know, received and perceived. And it really, you know, it's, it's something to really think about and mull over in your spare time. Uh, just something to think about. Uh, try a little compassion, try a little tenderness, you know, smile a little. <laughs> it's really what it all is. And if you're someone out there that, you know, you're having issues or whatever, chances are I'm empathizing with you. I've been through quite a bit <laughs> in my time. So you try me, you know, you guys, it's just the basics of it. Try me. I've been through some stuff, you know, but over time I learned that what I go through doesn't have to become who I am. And that's where you develop that love of self and compassion for others. It's just something to think about as we start to wind down and come to a close here. Um, really looking forward to, to keeping this ball rolling and sharing more information. Like I said, if you're listening or you subscribed on Google Play or Apple Music, um, shoot me a, a DM or message or whatever on Instagram or, you know, Twitter. All my information's up there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm all ears. You know, let me know what you feel or let me know what you think, and we can go from there. Uh, till tomorrow, this is J-Rod saying peace, love, and positivity, and try a little tenderness. That's all. Peace. Instant.